Here's Johnny. Welcome to my nightmare. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> What is happening tonight, everyone? Welcome back to Fear Freaks Podcast. My name is Braden. I'm Destiny. And we are the Fear Freaks. And tonight we are finally, finally talking about the new killer doll on the block. And that is Megan. I feel like every single week, man, Destiny and I have been like, yeah, we're going to talk about Megan next week. And then that week would come and go and it'd be like, we still haven't talked about Megan, but we've done a chill and a Q&A session um you know we had a really slow start with topics for this year but no uh no worries we're back with uh, some topics tonight we've got megan tonight we're going to be talking about scream six uh it was initially going to be this weekend but it'll probably be next week uh and then plus we can do a full-on spoiler you know thing because anybody that wants to see this movie really badly is seeing it this weekend so um yeah, that's when we will be covering uh, Scream 6. But um, chat, how you guys doing tonight? Hope that you guys are having a, a great week so far. It's Wednesday, middle of the week. Uh, let's finish strong. Let's finish strong, everyone. Uh, we've got uh, Antonis. What's going on? Lamontre, Brettman, <clears throat> Mud. Uh, Mud, I clicked your comment and then it shifted up. <laughs> and I couldn't get it for a second. Mud, what's going on? Byron. How you guys doing? Welcome in. Glad to have you guys all in here. But um, Destiny, how are we doing tonight? How are you feeling? I don't know. I'm just here. The only thing getting me through this week is Scream tomorrow. That's it. Yep, that is it, it. It is Scream week, everybody. Tomorrow night, Scream 6 comes out. I have two reviews I got to do before tomorrow, too. I got to get my 4 and 5 one out. So I better just clear up my schedule for tonight. Because I've got uh, got quite a bit of work I got to get done. Um, yeah. So, but uh, tonight, uh, actually, before we get into tonight, uh, Destiny, I guess let's just jump right into it. What's going on in, in your world of horror? What's been happening? In, in okay, your... nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> I she's, like, she's like nothing. Ab that's shocking, honestly. That's really shocking because, again, I feel like that you used to just have this epic lineup, and I'd be like, yeah, I watched this TV show this past week, and, and that's about it. But, you know, um, so nothing really like, now, at all. I intended to watch The Last of Us yesterday, and then I fell asleep for four hours, how so I didn't do that either. How many episodes are you behind on that? A couple, this huh? first two. Wow. So yeah, you've got, you've oh, got a, God. you have about four episodes, four or five episodes to catch up on. I know that the finale is this Sunday. I have to watch episodes seven and eight still. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little behind on it too, but honestly, I don't mind it because now I can at least watch them like back to back and be ready to go for the finale Sunday night. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just, for those of you I know, I talked to how much I love the show like during the first couple weeks. And it's not to say that I don't not love the show. The show's fantastic. It's just like honestly, 
I forget Sunday nights and I wake up Monday and I'm just like, oh shit, The Last of Us was on last night too. And this week I was trying to get caught up on Scream stuff. So I think Sunday night I watched Scream 3 or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, not a whole lot really going on in in mine either. Like I, I did, uh, I, I watched Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3 like last week. We didn't do a show last week, so... That's pretty much um, all I've been essentially doing is is watching Scream, getting ready, and I and I obviously watched Megan last night, right? I'm not gonna lie, this movie was interesting. It was interesting. Um, I I don't I don't hate this movie at all. I just think that. Uh, I think I gave it a three out of five. I just posted my thing on Letterbox. I'd say that's a pretty fair rating. Because, I mean, it's a fun time. It's a fun, campy time. This is honestly a, a Blumhouse property. <laughs> that, that's basically what I see it as. Is like, this is what Blumhouse essentially is, is movies like this. And that's that's okay, right? Because it's a fun time. Um, what do you think of Megan, Destiny? Like you said, I think it's a fun time. I don't think it's anything like spectacular. But I didn't go into this movie thinking it would be. I went into this movie just wanting to have a fun time. And that was it. And that's what I got. This movie, Megan, has probably been my most fun horror theater experience that I've had. Because um, the best experience is still Breaking Down Part 2. Nothing will probably ever beat that. But this movie was so much fun in the theaters because like, the crowd was laughing. Everyone was having a good time. Because I've had some experiences like the past year that were just shitty. But this one, like, and there was, like, 15 people, kind of more than I was expecting for this, especially with it not being, like, a franchise or a sequel or anything. So this has probably also been, like, the most people in my theater for just, like, you know, a standalone film, which is pretty cool because it's Megan. And the marketing was crazy. Um, I think they showed the best parts in the marketing, unfortunately, and I wanted more from that. But overall, I think it was just fun. Just a good time. I left smiling and everyone was just having a great time so seeing it in theater was definitely a lot of fun the more before we got into the stream i told brady like i just don't want to talk about the movie um because i don't know the further i was like damn i have to rewatch it i was like i don't want to rewatch it and i think it's because i don't think it'll be as good as it was that first time in theater and i watched half of it today i couldn't finish it because i had to get ready but you know mm -hmm. It's fun. It's nothing spectacular. It's nothing too critical thinking, which is what I like because not every movie has to be like crazy mm -hmm. and layered and deep. This one was just go watch a killer robot doll. That was it. Yeah, it was I mean, pretty, pretty much. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. Like the one thing that this movie does really well is it really does establish the relationship between Megan and Katie. I mean, I actually liked Megan a lot, like, you know, when she was when Gemma was creating her and everything. And Gemma's played by um, Allison Williams. And honestly, I think that she's great in this movie. It was it was good seeing her like I knowing get out. She's like that good girlfriend until she makes that crazy transition at the end. Right. But it was nice to kind of see her here as like she's like one of like she's the protagonist of the movie. Um, she's the creator of Megan and everything, but I still thought that 
she was really good in it, um in this movie it was nice to see her back in a film i i don't think i've seen her in a movie since get out i don't i haven't so i don't know what else she's been in but i haven't seen her in anything since i saw her in get out she's and, in this one movie let me make sure this is what it's called before i say it i don't know what year it came out either but she was so freaking good at okay it came out in 2018 so the year after get out it's called the perfection it's on netflix i watched it last year and it was actually really good it's fucking crazy and it's like you know how you said your mom likes to like figure out where the movies like where it's going to go next yeah this would be a good movie for her to watch because the whole time i was watching i was like what the fuck are we doing but it's so good so i recommend the the perfection it's pretty good and okay. she's just wonderful in it awesome yeah i'll i'll throw that on my list because i mean i do like her as an actress i and i mean i again liked her a lot in this too but i do think that where this movie really does shine is where you know megan is pretty much i i anytime megan's on screen i'm always curious to see how she's gonna act to certain situations because it's like there are some things like that she just kind of let slide at first and then she'll come after you later <laughs> and mm -hmm. you're like oh shit um i gotta ask was the park scene because you Obviously, you saw it in theaters. I didn't. I watched the unrated one last night that's on Peacock. Is the park scene... Did you get to that scene today when you were watching it? I did. Is it as intense? Like, does it actually show the ear pull in the PG-13 movie? Or I think in the unrated, it shows it, like, a little bit longer. Because you do see p the part where she's, like, stretching it out. Okay. But I don't remember it being as, like, as stretchy. So I think oh, that was it. Okay. And that's something that is one of my complaints with this unrated cut, because at first we thought it was going to be unrated. Then they're like, oh, it's PG-13. There's no unrated. And then they're like, well, actually, there is an unrated and y'all will get it soon. And we get it. And it's really not, you know, it's really mm -hmm. not what I was expecting from it, because I thought it was going to be gorier. And I was like, oh, like I was talking to my friend Diana. I went and saw it with her. I was like, but there's going to be an unrated. I hope we see it. I'm sure it's going to be like crazier. And so far, it really wasn't crazier. And that's mm. what I've heard other people say, too, that they expected this to be gorier going into the unrated version. And there's mm -hmm. like a little bit extra gore. And then they say fuck more. That's really it. I was like, OK, cool, cool, cool. I thought we we're going to see like crazy kills, but whatever. I was going to say, I there was a couple F-bombs in there. And I was just kind of like, I was like, OK, so this is definitely a step. I, I knew right away as soon as I heard the F-bombs, I was just like, this is definitely not in the PG-13 version of the movie. No. Like, there's way too many going on right now. So, I mean, that again, that doesn't necessarily add anything <laughs> to, no, to, it's like, oh. to anything. It's just like, oh, there's a couple F-bombs. Nice. You got the Rob Zombie dialogue down. Congratulations. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I think the character says, like, it's going to knock his fucking dick off or something like that. And I was like. I don't remember that part. I don't remember that. So I was like, oh shit. Oh, why is yeah. my mom timing me? Um, but uh Brettman, thanks so much for the super chat. We got uh let's face it, Megan is a copycat of child's play, uh of the child's play remake, but done better. See, I am not gonna lie, I actually enjoy the child's play remake though. I like on almost every level. So I, I actually had a very good time with the child's play remake. So you know. <laughs> I did like this movie, okay, but I'm not gonna lie. I liked the I liked Child's Play a, a bit more the the remake. So in my opinion, I'd love to do like a 
battle of the films and kind of see what's what's done better and what's not done better because i i do see that the characterization in megan is definitely done a lot better you know because um i i like the young actress violet mcgraw i think that she is absolutely great um she is great in everything i see her in so you know i'm glad to see that she's getting some like this i think was outside of haunting of hill house this was like her first like big well thing. she's in doctor sleep she, for fucking two seconds she's like, in it she is in it. in it okay like you're, you're right I, I was categorizing that as a big thing right like doctor sleep yes okay She's yeah, in the is. very beginning. She's the little girl that Rose the Hat gets and everything. Um, yeah. But still, like outside of Haunting of Hill House, like this is the, again, first big thing I've seen her in um, just outside of, of that. Uh, and, and again, I think that she has a bright future ahead of her. I think that she's going to have a very stellar career. I'm excited to see what else she does. But looks like so there's two people credited as megan on imdb so we've got amy donald who is i guess the body of like she's pretty much the one that does all of the movements of megan and then we have jenna davis who is the voice of megan and um yeah i thought that I, megan was was something that's for sure um I, I thought that she was a really, really good character. Uh, new. I like how uh, it gives us an incentive to, I guess, fear artificial intelligence a little bit more because, especially because Gemma's house is basically all of her tech that she's worked on and it essentially malfunctions. So it's like, no matter what, whether you're the creator or not, shit can go down. And um, that's honestly what makes this movie as in my opinion, frightening as it, if you really think about the nitty gritty, you're like, shit, we're around computers all the time. Like this shit can go down at any given moment. And that's what also makes Megan so scary is like, you know, she has control. She can get into the system. She's like a virus. She can get into the lights and turn the lights off and all that shit. Like it's weird. Um, so I thought that she, I thought it worked very well. Yeah, I agree. I think all the characters are pretty great, especially Megan. Um, if there's like a complaint I would have with the characters, it's like Gemma. That's the that's her name, right? Gemma. Gemma, yeah the the main girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just like I feel like between both of the characters, I feel like the loss of like losing your sister and then also like losing both your parents. I feel like that factor didn't weigh as like heavily as I think it could have for all the characters because they supposed to lost someone. And there's like that part, you know, whenever um, they're showing Megan to like all the, like the executives and stuff. And, you know, we see her like start crying and everything and they're like, Oh shit. And then uh, Megan helps her, but still that was like almost really it. And I'm like, I would just I expected more from that side, but it makes sense as to why she clings on to Megan so much. They even talk about that. Like when you lose something as a kid or like a parent as a kid, you find something, you attach yourself for it to it. That there's was Megan. Mine was One Direction. So like One Direction helped me a lot. And like that is like what that is for her. It's Megan, um, which is pretty cool. And I do think uh like you're saying it is scary 
like, yeah, on, like, the surface level, it is just, like, a silly, fun movie. But if it has to say anything, it's that we rely too much on technology, that this can bite us in the ass. And also, it's, like, iPad uh, kids, you know? Parents who don't want to watch their kids, so they just fucking stick a phone or iPad in their face. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what you are doing to your children. This is what is going to happen because you rely too much on technology instead of, you know, being there. And, like, yeah, you need help sometimes, but you can't just rely on technology for your kids. That's going to fuck them up in the future. So mm-hmm. I think the movie does have something to say, but it's not fucking, like, get out levels of, like, whoa crazy or anything like that but it is you know like hey maybe we should all just take a step back yeah we'll say that as we're fucking live streaming though so you know no i I mean to that i mean i think that i mean you're definitely right the movie doesn't have as big of a message to say as get out does but that is something that i did to notice and that is definitely i'd say it's a major flaw in terms of a character emotion that one should have, and this comes from both um, Allison Williams's perspective and Violet McGraw's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this little girl in the beginning loses both of her parents. Gemma is the sister to one of those parents and just shows up at the hospital and has no emotion literally at all. I was watching this. I'm like... If this is her sister, she's really not sure. Well, granted, they weren't close. And we find that out later on in the movie. But her sister still trusted her enough to where if anything ever happened to her or her husband or both, that Gemma was going to be the one that was going to take custody of uh, Katie. Mm-hmm. And there was literally, I, if they were related, like, I couldn't even tell at first. I was like, okay, so is this a friend? Is this like, just, uh, I don't, I didn't even know who she was at first. And then she said that they were sisters. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean they're sisters? Like, she didn't look like she cared at all. And I feel like that we definitely would have, I would have liked to see a little bit more. Like we did get when katie was crying down the hall and Gemma heard that um but she didn't really do anything about it like i was just kind of like okay so she really doesn't give too much of a shit about uh about her right now but then it kind of starts getting into okay there's probably going to be some sort of rocky relationship there especially when the therapist comes in and katie's telling the uh therapist pretty much about how Gemma won't allow her to play with the toys. I'm like, there's the kind of the start of like this little rocky relationship. And then it kind of starts establishing as Katie recognizes exactly what Gemma does for work. And Gemma, that actually kind of worked hand in hand for Gemma because she cared very much. And I should say cares very much about her work life. And that's what we see initially when she gets Katie, she goes, oh, I'm just trying to figure out how not to get fired now that I have to deal with this. So it's kind of like a win-win that Katie takes on a similar interest to at least what she can do. And that is until Megan comes along. And then shit just kind of starts like, eh. Yeah, Gemma is very much girl boss mode. Like, she is, she's like that cool aunt you would want if she was, like, probably in the picture more, you know? The aunt that has, like, no kids and is, like, fun and just, like, shows up with, like, random-ass shit. That's the kind of, like, aunt she seems like if their relationship was, like, closer, you know? So, like, she's not equipped to, like, 
have a kid or raise a kid, any of that. Her house is not meant for kids. Like, it is meant for her stuff. And now all of a sudden, she has a kid living with her, and she has to adapt her life completely to how she's probably lived her entire life. And now all of a sudden, she's a caretaker to a child Mm -hmm. that lost both their parents, and you lost your sister too. And so y'all are both trying to figure out how to grieve and how to, like, there's a part where um, they're eating breakfast and Gemma's just like on her phone and Katie's in there like watching her because she's not even like acknowledging that she's there. But like, again, watching him, like, I don't blame her though because if I was Gemma, that would probably be me too. I'd be like, what, what am I supposed to do here? Mm-hmm. What the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I think they could have definitely had more just like emotional scenes really. Cause I was just like, damn, Everyone's just so pretty stoic about it. I'm like, that's kind of crazy, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I think that, uh, and that that's a good point too. It's like you know, Gemma just didn't really showcase much interest or anything like right off the bat, and I and I and I get it. It's like you could tell that she didn't have very much of a relationship with Katie prior. Like she wasn't that aunt that showed up at every single birthday party or every single gathering or she was never around really and then all of a sudden you're just thrown into into this uh matthew thanks so much for the super chat um so this is a pretty pretty interesting question uh matt uh i've lost parents how do they portray the parents deaths in the film sometimes it hits me hard and i haven't seen megan yet thanks so in in the form of this film they essentially portray it as they are in a motorized accident in the very beginning of the movie. And then it's just kind of like they don't show up on screen again, but there's no emotion with what, I mean, destiny and I were talking about is there's no emotion there. Like with Gemma, like she shows up at the hospital to get Katie who's been in this accident as well. And there's no real established emotion from Gemma as she walks in and then later on there's not really any emotion from the two of them there is some from Katie but not as much as I think there should have been so yeah I don't think if that's something you're maybe like worried about I don't think this movie will like it didn't do anything to me and obviously like everyone's different and especially Mm -hmm. like the way things have happened to like your people you know Mm -hmm. but like watching I didn't feel anything you know this wasn't like you you if i watch the final girls i'll be on this fucking floor for the next week you know that's a different movie Mm -hmm. but then watching something like this it's just like whatever because it's just like brushed over so fast and happens right in the beginning and then whatever little moments come up they're freaking undercut by megan fucking sinking to her so like any sort of heartfelt moments are kind of you know gone as soon as they show up so it's mm-hmm. not really i don't know i don't want to say it's not sad but yeah it's and, and it's not over the top it's not like one of those like it, it doesn't hit you in the feels there you go no. like it, it doesn't pull on heartstrings or anything like that it's just again kind of just brushed over really quickly because i feel like that and that's where the movie is kind of smart i mean like in a way because it's just like you know 
it's like, okay, how do we just kind of fill some plot until we get to the inevitable killer doll that we have to introduce? Because that's what the movie's about. Which I'm glad to say, kind of looping back to the positives, I'm glad to say that Megan is on screen quite a bit. We get quite a bit of time with her. And um, again, I, I like her as a character. She's pretty funny at times. There are things that, you know, she... Um, there are just the dances that she does is definitely really funny. The dance scene, iconic from the trailer. I wish that they would have saved that for the movie. That's what I'm talking about. But like, I get it. I get why they did it because yeah, like when this that trailer came out, everyone was like, "What the fuck is this dance?" And then people recreating it, and it was all over TikTok. So like, mm -hmm. I get why. <clears throat> I just wish it was longer. Yeah. Because I was expecting it to be a lot longer. I was expecting like a full fucking dance scene and yeah we get a little bit but it's mainly all you see in the trailer the parts you don't get is just her kind of like walking or like dancing more down the hallway mm -hmm. that's really the only part you don't see but you see the fucking i i did learn how to do it but the whole arm thing and like the swing but that was it and i was like yeah i wanted more i wanted to see something fucking crazy from her but i'll i'll tell you one thing that got me that megan did in this movie and it was when she was chasing what's his face at the fucking park. Like I love a the camera as it like shifted through the trees and you just saw her like do this. I was just like, oh fuck, that is. I'm like, see now that actually was what. That's what one would say is more of a creepy element of this movie because the movie it's got some okay, like it's got some pretty creepy moments at times, but it's not like over the top creepy. But like that, like when you just see like, you know, obviously it's the point of view of him running away from her. And then all of a sudden she starts moving like, and she's like, this is where you run. He's running, starts moving. And then she like does the arm thing and <laughs> starts fucking bear crawling towards his ass. I was like, God damn, she is moving and quick, too. Um, yes, that yeah, part's he freaking great. Because like, OK, this kid is an asshole and definitely if he didn't die needs to go to fucking therapy or like juvie or some shit because he has issues because he's like slapping the shit out of megan and like has her like thrown on the floor and i was like oh my god what the fuck are we about to see because it did not look good and then he's like starts fucking slapping the shit out of her and then she ends up grabbing his ear and like pulling it until it fucking snaps off and then i love she just has it and she just fucking chunks it and you hear like the the whoosh whenever he like throws it or she yeah. does it and then the part you know you should run now and then just fucking drops to the ground and starts running that part it's pretty great and then he gets hit by a car yeah like and we do actually see i don't know if they show that in the theatrical but we do see it in the unrated one yeah it's so, the same thing where you see okay. it like for a split second like okay. the just like gotcha. the impact i was like okay gotcha yeah no i mean like i'm not gonna lie people do with this information as you will but when he started like he took off her shoe at first and i was like this is not gonna be good right now what it is happening like really I, yeah i genuinely like i don't even need to say what i thought was about to happen because i was gonna be like there's no chance but this is about to happen right now. <laughs> Not in a fucking PG-13 fun, yeah. silly movie, right? Well, yeah. Like, fucking PG-13 so all these teenagers can go see it. So y'all can yeah. make money. They, But luckily, because like I'm sure a lot of people kind of like were like, hold up now. Because that's what I thought. I was like, 
no fucking no 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 but no just abuse instead yeah yeah and and megan did address that she did address that she caught him and said you know what happens to young boys who beat up or he said something along that line but they said that they grow up to be abusive men and i was like you know what i i was like that's a good line from megan so um yeah i thought that that whole scene that whole scene was really well executed i thought um and brett man i see your uh your comment here saying that the scariest scene for me was the elevator scene when she was talking with that employee i'm not gonna lie that there's another downfall of that movie for me is that i thought that they were gonna get into that a little bit more but they don't it's just something that's like immediately brushed over like i'm like if if that wasn't in this then i feel like that it would it wouldn't have made any difference well because i feel like almost the entire not like the entire like climax or like setup almost like the entire setup is you know she makes megan and then they want her and like everything's going great and then they're going to do this like grand reveal and it's like this huge thing and there's so many people and stuff and it's like been building and building and building it's kind of like maybe like glass you know how it kept like building and building and building and you would think it would be at this one building they've been talking about the whole movie and then it fucking happens in the parking lot and you're like oh i feel like that's how this kind of was is like i thought more shit would go down at this place like yeah we get the dance and we get a couple death scenes and we get to see her like driving off in a car which is pretty fucking hilarious but the showdown takes place back at Gemma's house and i was like oh fuck pretty much all that then like right like yeah we get some like set pieces there but i was just like okay we're just back in the house which one thing though the other robot she was making it's like checks off gun you know i did not expect that to come back into the movie so whenever they pulled that robot back out i was like oh shit i forgot about that so i guess it got me there a little bit i was like oh yeah they did establish that earlier Mm-hmm. Here we go. And it makes sense as to why that would be kind of like the final boss against Megan in a way because it's robotic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. I would also think that being Gemma, she created that. I feel like that one of those could have easily also been in her little lab at the office building, too. You know what I mean? Like that just might be overthinking it. But I'm like, she has one at the house. She has had she had to create multiple of like these prototype designs of Megan and everything. So it's like I'm sitting there. I'm just kind of like that might be overthinking it just a little bit. But yeah, I see. I mean, and I see what you mean. Like, I thought that this whole finale was going to take place within her office. And I'm not going to lie. David as her as a boss, first of all, as a CEO is garbage. Like he is like, I mean, I thought that it worked for his character, but I mean, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, not once like that whole event was like going to shit and he wasn't getting like over the top angry or annoyed like somebody would like that because I mean, like he's just like calling uh, Gemma saying like that. Where are you? There's like a mess. I feel like that. And he only called once. Like. (laughs) I feel like that if it was my boss, I'd if have that like, was me. I'd have like 25 calls. Like Exactly. So um, I will be right back. I have to go look for my mom's purse. So. Okay. 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 Look at that. 
All right, we're all just going to sit down here and stare at uh, Destiny's Corner and see what we could... Everyone pinpoint what Destiny has in her corner right now. So, and then when she comes back, we will answer Byron's question. So, I see... Let's play I Spy. Let's all play I Spy. I Spy a Pumpkin. I spy also, I think I see a Halloween 3, what appears to be a VHS. For those of you that are coming into the stream right now, we're playing I Spy, which is on the second frame. Uh, I spy pretty much all the Halloween movies, it looks like. Um... Hello, we were playing I Spy with your little collection right there. What the fuck? Yeah, really? we were try- yeah, we were trying to pinpoint what we can all see on your on your shelf. So, uh, so far, cool. so far, we had uh, a pumpkin. We saw the Halloween three VHS, and then I realized I think it was the entire collection of Halloween for the most part. It's literally almost all of them except for, I think, I don't have Halloween twenty eighteen or ends, but. Okay. Do you have the rest of them? Gotcha. Oh my god. Um. Well, here let's catch up with what everyone saw. Uh, a Lone Star beer was that correct? Yes. Is that over there? Yes, it's for it the Wash Drive-In because this is what Joe Bob drinks, and it is so expired. It expired November thirtieth of two thousand fifteen. Well, um, I will personally give you a hundred dollars if you open it and drink it. No, this is a part of my collection. <laughs> also, I would not drink beer. And second of all, no, it's expired. Um, the never mind. Never mind. Now I'm gonna say anything. Okay. Um, Matthew said, "I spy a good place to hide your weed." <laughs> There's a lot of places over here. Um, Brentman says that he saw a beautiful sleepaway camp VHS signed by Felicia Rose. Oh yeah, that's over here too. Um, no, yeah, there was a there was definitely some good stuff that. So I I had to find a way to keep the chat entertained, so you know that way we can all just continue in your absence. Um, so Byron has a question. He says, "What do you guys? What do you guys?" need to see to be improved on in Megan 2.0 on January 17th, 2025. And then followed by that mud said, let's answer this first. Megan sequel isn't coming out until 2025. Yes. January 17th, 2025 is when the Megan sequel is coming out called Megan 2.0, which I actually find the title to kind of be, it's good. It's a good title. Megan 2.0 works. Tell us um, what it is. I will be right back. I'm so sorry. Okay. So before we answer... Okay, Byron, I'll answer your question. I'll answer your question here. Everyone else, you you guys are tasked with playing I Spy again. What do you guys see? I see a Friday the 13th Part 2 thing up top. But, uh, Byron, yes, I think I need to see... I need to see a little bit more characterization. I need to see a little bit more heart within the characters especially because now um 
it's been confirmed that Allison Williams and um, Violet McGraw, they're both coming back. They have an established relationship now. I'd like to see that have grown a little bit. When Megan comes back, I feel like there really needs to be a sense of urgency because she's an artificially intel intelligence doll. So I think that I think that she needs to be more powerful in this one, like than she was at the end of this first film. Um, yeah, I just think that there's a couple little character aspects that really needed because I don't think anything needs to really be worked on in terms of direction. I thought that it was a it was a well directed movie, minus the exception of some of the character. And that also could have been the way that it was written in the script, right? But if it was written in the script like that, that is also the director's job to be like, no, let's show a little bit more motion here, you know? So, and I do think that the director of this movie is also coming back, if I'm not mistaken. I think that he too is going to, to be back. Um, hold on, I have to plug in my thing really quick. Destiny, give your thoughts on the Megan sequel. Okay. Improved. I think we need more gore, better kills, um, a stronger sense of, of just of a relationship really. And I'm curious to see, like, is this going to be like another killer doll? And if so, like why, you know, like, why would we see another, which I know at the end of Megan, it's like, it's like an echo dot basically, but, not exactly that but pretty much is and like i don't think that's what the movie is going to be because that would be so silly so if they're doing another robotic doll um why why would there be another one like would Gemma make this one as well because it just seems like it wouldn't make sense as to why they would bring another one near katie after everything but I, i'll still go see it i'm still curious to see um, it does suck that it's going to take so long, but, you know, oh, well, I'll see it. I'll be there. I mean, really, if you think about it right now, it's not really that long. Like, we have to go through January. We have to go through this upcoming January, and then by the next January, it'll be there. So, yeah, that's a long time. It's not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking in terms of like what Scream 5 was last January, early, like mid January. And now we're already at Scream 6, like time freaking flew. So it's like. That's true. Just it's like a year and nine months. Yeah. I so we get the other one. Yeah. But uh, I will agree with you, too. I do think that there needs to be a step up in the kills for sure. And an R rating would also, I think, benefit them greatly. Not going to lie. Yes, R rate R rated and like give it a reason to be R rated. Not because you say fuck. No. Give me some crazy shit. That's what I wanted to see. And I wasn't mad that we didn't get that in PG thirteen. Because I went in PG thirteen, like, okay, it's gonna be toned down. Fine. But when we saw the unrated, I know I've already complained, but when we saw the unrated, I was like, here we go. But then again, no. So like give it a reason to, you know, have that title or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so grumpy over this movie. I like this movie so much in the theater, but talking about it's making me mad. 
Well, it's when you actually get down to the nitty grittiness of it, like, and you talk about some things that could have gone in a different direction if Blumhouse just wasn't such bitches when it came down to making movies PG-13 instead of R. Like, this is now the second example that I can think of. Because, like, I mean, like, Happy Death Day is fine for PG-13, for what it is. Because it's, like, those are, like, horror comedies. Like, it's got some frightful moments, sure. But it's, like, I mean, the overall film works as a PG-13 movie. Like, it's this and Black Christmas, which should have never even happened in the first place because of what they did to it is terrible. But that also should have been rated R. Like, it's just like, I don't understand why they're so fearful with stuff like that. I mean, they're they're going to make money. I mean, look what happened with how imagine like now I just am thinking in a world like imagine if they fucking made Halloween PG-13. Like, it would have sucked. It would have been terrible. So yeah, it would be like, because like, I don't think like, I think there are a lot of great um, PG-13 movies. It just tends to be more of like haunted house movies because you don't really, you can get away with a lot of that because it's not like blood and it's not really like sex and there's not like a whole lot of cussing. And so like you can get away with some really great PG-13 movies like The Ring. The Ring is fucking PG-13. And that is fucking scary. That movie used to scare me so much. And then. Same thing with The Grudge. Grudge is PG-13. It's just like there's so many chances when you can like actually make something really good and it's still be PG-13, but it's just like the tone of the movie made it seem like it would have been more, um, I don't know, the kills would have been a bigger stepping stone. And we didn't even get like that many kills either. There really wasn't that many. And I was like, okay, we saw a kid die, but like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. No, Brett, man, I know. I brought up Black Christmas 2019, and he's like, we never speak of that movie. Yeah, rightfully so. You still haven't seen that yet, have you? No. I'm genuinely excited for you to watch that for the first time. I cannot wait, actually. Like, I know you're a fan of Black Christmas. You ain't going to be a fan of this one. I promise you See, that. you watch like everyone hated it. I watched it, and like... You're going to be like, wait, that, that was actually pretty good. Like, I'm already... I have seen the kill count though, so I do know how the movie plays out. Okay. And then okay, based on watching the kill count, what do you think of Well, it's not overall... fair to judge a movie if you haven't fully seen it. That... You know? Yeah, that is so, true. That I'll is true. Thought. Look at that. You've learned. You've learned. I love it. <laughs> um, no, but uh <laughs> 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 stop yeah. it. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cody's saying that Megan is definitely the better, ver or I think that he's saying that this is the better version of uh, the Child's Play remake. Um, see, I, I, I have to disagree because I like the Child's no. Play remake quite a bit. I'm a Child's Play 2019 hater. Okay, hater. well, guess what? Mm -mm. We we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna assemble our our peeps assemble. and we're gonna come on here one night and do a debate. We're gonna do a, a live debate over that. An unfair hater. It's not unfair. What they did was wrong, and I'll say it. You don't. The look of they literally. Should, I didn't. Okay, like we can we can talk a little bit about that right now. 
the look of Chucky, yes, bothered the shit out of me. Bothered the shit out of me. But it did everything that a remake needed to do. What, are you just going to remake the same fucking story? Like, but why do we need a remake when the fucking franchise isn't finished? Thank you, Cody. It was scummy how the movie came out. I agree. That's why I don't like it. I have a sour taste in my mouth because you don't need to reboot a fucking franchise when the franchise is not done. You reboot something when it's dead. They are telling a story still. And because of that, Child's or the uh, TV, Chucky TV series, came out a little bit later because they said, what if we do a fucking reboot? What if we just do that? Even though, you know, a movie came out in like, what, 2017 and Child's Play was 2019. What if we just do a reboot, even though the fucking story isn't done? What if we just did that? That pisses me off. That makes right. me so and, mad. And I got and that. And I, and I remember saying that, too. I, I remember saying, like, you know, why are they going to... Like I even going into it, I said, why are they remaking it when, you know, Don Mancini's films and he has a TV show coming out and it's running strong. But I mean, for what it was, and that's probably now why we haven't gotten a sequel to it yet, because I remember like it was getting relatively positive reviews and, and whatnot. And I think that a sequel would have been greenlit sooner. But, you know, that's why they're pretty much reserving it now, because the franchise is still going strong again. And Chucky, the first season, I had a lot of fun with. Season two, I struggled to really get through. I haven't even finished season two yet. Like, so, I mean, I don't know. I found the Child's Play remake for what it was to be fresh. It pushed the franchise at least into a artificial intelligence route which is technically where the world's at now. So it makes sense as to where it would pick up. They should have just, and the reason that they couldn't keep the main Chucky doll look, even though they should have is because they said that if, if they were going to remake it, they needed to change it up because this is outside of the established franchise right now. So, you know, the, I mean the look of Chucky and yeah, the scene where he's doing his faces and stuff like that is atrocious it's terrible it's unwatchable but um yeah for the most part i think that the kills are great i think that it's it's a new take on it and i thought that it, it was it was well done so for the most part all right yeah but that's me yeah everyone that hates it and doesn't like it that's you guys that's your guys opinion Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Also, my problem with it, look, I get it when you reboot something, you have to change it up a little bit because, yeah, you could just remake the original, but it's not It's not going to hit the same because, like, like, Cabbage Patch dolls, like, yeah, they still make them, but, like, it's not the same as it used to be, you know? Like, it's not all the craze anymore. But, like, then, shit like that was. But then I feel like when you change something, like, so much... It's like this. Mm -hmm. I feel like that this didn't need to be a child's play movie. They could have made the doll look like anything else and kept this story and just changed the names, really. Or, well, they pretty much did. But they could have. Uh, Cody says they could have called it Buddy. Yeah. I mean, and like 
obviously Buddy probably won't make as much money as Child's Play will, but still, like, I feel like when you alter something so much, it's just like, well, then why why is it even Child's Play? Because I don't think it really needed to be a Child's Play movie. They could have just, whenever, I don't know, with, you know, um, Don Mancini's story still going, like, I don't think it needed to be a Child's Play. They could have just changed the name, altered some stuff, and be like, okay, this is just going to be its own thing because it, mm-hmm. it is its own thing <laughs> yeah i mean it, it is its own thing and i think that's where it works and then that's kind of now tying into here this question would it be weird if they got meta and had a movie where the og chucky goes toe-to-toe with the reboot chucky so like uh it's like a chucky it's like a good guy versus buddy like i don't know that would be funny because like the original Chucky would be like, what the fuck is this? You know, like just to see his reaction, be like, what did they do to me? Something like that would be fucking hilarious. Cause we're like, yeah, what did y'all do? But you know, yeah, to see, to see his reaction, that would definitely be, I mean, I, I honestly would watch it. I, I can't even lie. That's a film that I would, that I would watch, but I mean, you're also talking to someone that has wanted a <laughs> Freddy versus Jason sequel for the fucking longest time. So, you know, keep holding on. We'll get it. Uh, <laughs> no, not unless they re, not unless they start this. Like, and I was saying this. I was thinking that they start this, and I'm pretty sure I told Brettman this too. I was like that they start this new horror verse where they have a nightmare movie, they have a Friday the 13th movie, and eventually, like at the end, it ties into a potential clash coming up with them. Then we can get a remake of Freddy versus Jason, maybe with a little bit better of um a little bit better of a plot or something like that. Yeah, a little bit better of a movie. But then Okay, I, I'm always going to defend it, though. I, think I still love game. the movie, but <laughs> damn. I got really high one time, and I watched it, and I was like, wait, this is kind of really bad. And I had never really just noticed, because like I've grown up watching this movie, and I loved it since I was a kid. And then I was just really high, and I was watching, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, every line, I was like, are y'all hearing this? Like, this has always been in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. It's yeah. still fun. It's a great time. Not. And I mean, I will always mostly defend it because the final fight between the two is so basically good. it's everything that I wanted in the movie. So, you know, like that's if there's one thing, because like if if that fight wasn't as good as it was, the movie would have been just all, yeah. all around just like that. But because it was actually very entertaining and violent as shit. And they really beat the fuck out of each other. It was very much worth it. So, um, let's see here, Fachi, what's going on, buddy? I know I'm. I'm. Uh, we're trying to. I don't. What time's your guys' next stream? What time's the uh, stream at? In twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Okay, we got twenty minutes. So don't worry. I will have everybody in in place. No, we don't have twenty minutes. We, don't we have, have twenty we, minutes. We, we got fucking- like. We've got like another, we have like another five minutes, okay? So and and then we could um we can close it out for the night. But um what are you guys doing watching Scream Five tonight, right? Yeah. So tonight, in 20 minutes from now, you guys can go over to Fauci Cinema and you guys can watch Scream Five along with Destiny, Brett, and Matt. 
you could watch Scream 5 with them. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's see here. Let's uh, close up here on some of these uh, some of these uh, questions. Any more questions for tonight, anyone? Otherwise, we are going to go ahead and kind of loop everything to a close here uh, for the night. No, I know, Fauci. I'm not. <laughs> I got it. I was totally kidding. But um, no, seriously, you guys go uh, check that out um, later on tonight. But uh, Destiny, what are your final closing thoughts on on Megan? I think it is a fun time. I think it is a good sort of turn your brain off movie. It's a good movie to watch with with friends. Like I think it is a good movie to go see with friends or if you have a bunch of friends over, especially like we, me with like my girlfriends, you know, like it's just a silly, goofy little movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good time. It could have definitely been better. But I do think for what it is, it is fun. Agreed. I, I think that for what it is, it's fun. At no point did I be like, oh, shit, I, I can't get through this or whatever. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I swear to gosh, I thought that's what the movie was going to be. And I remember I think I said that, too, on like a stream. I was like, oh, the movie looks like it's going to fucking suck. It's going to be a piece of shit just to start out the year. And turns out I was wrong. And I did also I do also think in, in my defense, I think that I also said that I hope that I'm wrong. And I was wrong. It's it's a fun time. It's a movie where I would honestly sit down with a group of friends. I feel like that if I was maybe more drunk while watching this, it would have been a better time. Um, you know, but I still had fun with it. And I'm really hoping and I'm really rooting for the success of Megan 2.0 also. Um, because I want it to do well and I want it to be better than this movie. So I'm hoping that you know they kind of look at what was good with this one what was bad about this one and fix it all up and and make it make it solid <laughs> uh if i told you the list of drink alongs that we have like <laughs> the list that we have right now uh it's it's pretty bad so you um, to get freaking alcohol poisoning yeah i i don't know i mean Maybe this would be like one like in the future, like around the time Megan 2.0 came out. Like if we wanted to revisit it, we'd be like, okay, let's do a drink along. And then like the next night we'd be seeing Megan 2.0. But um, yeah, that, that'll be like around that time. But that, you know what, Brett, man, we will put that. We will put that in, in the. Uh, that'll go in, on my list. In the pot. There you go. Yeah. And I appreciate the suggestion. So um but yeah guys that's pretty much our uh our thoughts on megan destiny tell us what you got coming up here um this this next week well like you said i'll be on match channel at 7 45 so coming up here pretty soon for the screen five watch long and then friday i'll be on good real hunting's channel for a strangers pray at night watch along Brad is not a fan. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's my number three. So I am going to try to convince him to at least like it a little bit more. If he likes it just a smidge more, I think my job is done. So I'd say so. If anybody doesn't like that movie, which I'm not the biggest fan of that film either, um, then I think that if you can convince people otherwise to um, to like it, then... I'd what did you say? No, nothing. I didn't say anything. You don't got to worry about me. Uh, what's important is um, so 
tomorrow i've got a couple reviews coming out i've got uh my scream 4 review and scream 5 review dropping tomorrow and then i will have my first reaction thoughts to scream 6 out tomorrow night um so like i'll come home and i'll kind of just come on and i'm not gonna i haven't really been doing much editing for the scream reviews because i'm able to give my thoughts essentially on how i feel without really needing to stop um but tomorrow my scream six review is essentially going to be completely unedited i want you guys to know exactly what my thought was on on what i just saw um and then next week we will be getting into spoilers for scream six which i'm very excited about and on monday night obviously we've got the uh spider-man podcast i think we're going to be talking about shazam uh i know i talked to chris about that brett man if you're still in the chat i hope that you might be okay with that um but uh that's what we got uh up and coming here so with all that being said everyone post your guys comments down below let me know what do you guys think of Megan? Let us know. Uh, leave thoughts in the comment section. We'd absolutely love to read them. And as always, if you guys like this, don't forget to join us on our journey to 15,000 subscribers. And we will see you guys next week on Fear Freaks. Enjoy Scream 6, everyone. Have a great night.